When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Russ and my hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing. Hitting the bell icon so you may do have any time we put new content on. As always, we'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Um, you know, Black Friday, Christmas is coming up. If you want to, you know, buy buy your old man some shirts or some nice uh, nice T-shirts, check them out because uh, they're actually really good quality. Um, and I've got lots of them and I've always had them. So that's why I, I sort of wouldn't promote anything I wouldn't, wouldn't wear myself. Um, today's game guest um he's i mean bless him joe's joe's been proper on it you know he's, he's on it this is going to be a good episode today i know it's going to be good it's joe england hi joe how are you man i'm really good and thank you very much for this opportunity really looking forward to it today our little chat yeah exactly i don't think it's gonna be a little chat joe i don't think it's gonna I don't be think i think people better settle in with a nice cup yeah. to drink with bob will and Hor- horlicks but nice little nice little nice little autumn wintry night you know Ooh, sit around lovely. the fire warm cider a warm cider. Yeah. Oh, wine. why not? Mold wine. Yeah, get the yeah. mold wine. I've got the Christmas decorations up, despite the fact Nigel Khan <laughs> calls me a screw. He's the Scrooge, not me. Yeah, they're up. It's Christmas. We've got nothing. We've got fuck all to enjoy. So we might as well have Christmas early. That's what I say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it's been a difficult year for everyone. Um, you know, you only live once. Yeah. Enjoy every day. That's my motto at the moment. You exactly, know? exactly. And how have you been, Joe, in the sort of the last God, it's, it seems like, you know, when someone goes, Oh, the whole COVID thing, I mean it's from like February, you know, we're in we're in oh. November now. It's mental. You know how what? have you been though? Well, I, do you know, in the strangest way, although we've been in lockdown quite a lot, it's been the quickest year I've ever known. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, we we started lockdown and had an amazing summer in March. Yeah, <laughs> so, did, um, yeah. um it is a, it's a terrible thing that's happening, um, and I know some people that have have, have had COVID nineteen, yeah. and some some of the job role I'm in, I've talked to customers that have lost their partners. Um, it's, so I've kind of got a, a, I understand the emotive side of it, you know. Um, yeah. But you know, I'll, I'll just tell you one little story. In the job role I'm in, I talk to people of a certain age, and um, I talked to this lady Gladys. She's from the East End of London, right? Yeah. She's 91 years old and um we were talking about just before we went into lockdown and she went lockdown i lost my husband 10 years ago um i don't want another fella he was enough right she said <laughs> but i remember um being evacuated not knowing if my mum and dad survived the bombing um i think she was from barking um mm. she said when she remembers the rationing queuing up to get their bread and by the time they got to the queue the guy went <laughs> all i've got is lard and yeah. her mum went, what do I effing well want with large, right? <laughs> so she's saying that, you know, that's real struggle. You know, yeah. the East End was blitzed. Um, there was air raids. And she said, this is nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, and and it puts everything into context. It does. You know, um, we're being asked to stay at home and watch Netflix. What a yeah. tough life. Or watch My Hammer's Eleven, Joe. <laughs> but even better <laughs> 250 episodes or something to watch you've got plenty yeah. of time and, and yeah, you know what? i haven't seen them all but um <laughs> I've, I've caught up on a lot of them and, you, and some of them are, are friends of mine you've interviewed a yeah. lot of players I, i've done a west ham fantasy so i've interviewed quite a lot of players sure, as well yeah, yeah um so so you know the joy of meeting players and talking to them about their days um yeah so you know we're all connected through the club we're we're all very passionate about West Ham. We've all been, you know, it's a roller coaster ride. We're not glory hunters. Um, no. I think that that's why when we have the magical moments, they feel so euphoric. That's why mm. that Lanzini goal 
Mm. was like winning the FA Cup in a way. Yeah. I went mad when that yeah, one. Yeah. I went mad. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think I've really kind of. I've never got over the, the Steve Gerrard goal, um, no. even now. But when you have a Lanzini moment like that, it kind of helps, you know. Um, yeah. You know, I'm still even. I don't want to talk about that game at the moment, but um, I'm still quite <laughs> emotional. And that was 2006. You know, Hello, yeah. oh dear, I was sat just off the halfway line when that ball went up four minutes, and as yeah. it went up, the ball came to Gerard. And <laughs> and do you know what? Just to, well, while we're talking about the game now, I didn't. After Koncheski had scored, I I didn't really think or feel anything. And then the guy behind me it was about 84 minutes. He went. Liverpool aren't hurting us. We're going to do this, and I suddenly thought we are. Yeah, we are going yeah. to do this, and yeah. um, still kept it contained because it's West Ham. Anything can yeah. happen. Um, it was heartbreaking. But let's yeah. get let's move away from that. It really now. was. Get... And even when, even oh. when we interviewed, when I've interviewed Conch, and we've interviewed, you know, like you know, people around that time, and they still, still, still. Uh, oh, so, still do you know like, what? I, I spoke to my brother. He's a West Ham fan, but he wasn't at the game. Mm. And it was before the penalties. I went down into the concourse. I was so emotional because I, I just knew we were going to lose the penalties. I don't. Yeah. I'm not a negative person. No. But you. Remember, Rio Coca hit the inside of the post, and yeah. um, Harewood had that injury, and the ball came to him in the last minute. He did. And his foot was just like all lopsided. Yeah, yeah. If he was fit, he would have buried it. I know. You know? That's uh, right. Anyway. I, I was sitting right there, so I oh. was like, by that goal. So I saw, you know, it, yeah, it was. It was, it, oh. it was awful. But again, it's like, it's part and part. He's a part and parcel of being a West Ham fan, isn't it, Jay? Yeah, it is yeah, just like yeah. you know, fortune is always hiding. I'm not being funny, it you know. Our war, our war song is about things dying, you know, fading yeah. and dying. You know, our sort of big get, come on, guys, things are bubbles of yeah. fly. <laughs> you know, it's like we're not really but, set up to be like. There, there is, there isn't. I don't think a more appropriate song to a football no. club. No, I don't think there is. Fortune's always hiding. Yeah, you know. It's so true. Um, but but it does pop up now and again. It does, it does every, every season. Again. Every season, doesn't um, it? Two or three times. Yarmolenko v Chelsea when we came exactly. back after the lockdown. You know, yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, you know, and people knock him, but I, I'm still, I'm glad we kept him. I still think he's a player that offers the the squad something. Definitely does. He does. From, I think from an impact perspective, doesn't he? I think yeah, he's, yeah. you know, he's he's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't never. I would never start him. I don't think over who we have already in the squad. But he is someone, as you said, seventy minutes on. You know, he offers something different, and you throw him on the wing, and he'll cut inside and that, get one the left. That, and that, that that little pass that was a Spurs own goal that yeah. he played into uh, Kufal. If you watch that again, the, 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 the insightfulness to know to play that yeah. ball into that space. You know. Yeah. Um, these are the little things people should pick up on. You know, they're really important. The small little things. That, yeah, was, a, that was that was genius. It was a genius pass. You know. I mean, funny. He's like the second highest international striker in Ukraine after yeah, Shevchenko, yeah. isn't he, or something like that? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But know, give, like you know, football's about confidence. Right? Yeah, it's all about confidence. I think the fact we're playing with no crowd is allowing some players to play better than if yeah, the crowd were there. In my opinion. Yep. Yeah, I agree totally. And I think, and and I'm I'm going to do the maps probably at the weekend because I've got because there's no West Ham on telly, so I've got a bit of spare time in between my baking, of course. Um, that I'm going to do some maths because I'm pretty sure you know you look at the the Premier League at the moment, and maybe even since restart last year, and the teams that are doing crap, in my opinion, have tight grounds. You know, yeah. small grounds. So you look, I mean, Sheffield United, they were like flying, weren't they, before lockdown? And then lockdown happened and they've just gone like a lead balloon. Bramwell Lane is a really intimidating crowd. You know, so for them, you know, teams going there, it is intimidating. And same as Burnley and same as, and even the pre, the, the clubs going up, sort of obviously the West Broms and, and Fulhams, they're in old-fashioned grounds they, as well. And they, they, need they needed that. them fans. And this, yeah. is why I, this is why I'm really looking forward to Sheffield United away, especially yes. after what happened last season, you know, yeah. with the Declan Rice handball, you know, let's not even oh, go there. Let's you know, not even go there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Moyes is getting the tune out of him, isn't he? I mean, I, I, I mean we, we just spoke just before we came on, you know, we're both very sort of optimistic at, at West Ham at the moment, which is, which is mm. nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. Brilliant. Really good. Really good. <laughs> I Loving mean, it. Like, 
I mean, the Fulham game, for example, I mean, traditionally, we all would we'd all put that down, um, you know, like last sort of four or five seasons as probably losing because it's West Ham or getting a draw where, you know, everyone was full of confidence going into it, you know, and, and we won and we still grounded it out. It wasn't pretty, but we got the three points. Seasons started, before, started, started the game on fire. Brilliant. You know? yeah, and that's, yeah. that's how I thought we were going to do. Come out early, get an early goal, sit back, let Fulham come to us. And, and win 3-0. Yeah, yeah but it, I just you know that the, you know uh, the goalkeeper was fantastic, wasn't he that day? So you know, we'll, we'll and, talk uh, about when we get to my team. We'll talk about penalty takers, but um, that was one of the greatest penalties that I've ever enjoyed on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't it? It was <laughs> funny because I li- just literally I was like, because it was oh. like nil nil, and so like you know, so I was all set up for a draw on my on my on my iPad, ready for the music. And then and then Sue check scored and I was okay. Well, I put bubbles yeah. on. I get bubbles lined up and I get you know twist and shout ready. Da da da. I was a penalty. Okay. Well, I go back and do the and get my Foo Fighters set up and everything like. That. <laughs> oh no, he's missed it. Okay, right. And it, so it was like it was crazy. It was like no. it was so like it was like quite a quiet second half and it was just like all bit crazy in the last four minutes. But it's West Ham, isn't it? Yeah, Nothing and we won. Anymore. And we won. We needed that win. We needed. That oh, we win. did. It was just to compound yeah. how well the boys have been playing for the last yeah. seven because... or eight games. Yeah, the Arsenal game, that was the turning point. Um, mm. we, we really didn't turn up against Newcastle. Um, no. it was, you know, and, and there's a lot to be said to that. Um, to start the season, there'd been the break. Um, I don't know what quite went wrong with the mentality of the squad, but in the Arsenal game, you saw a United team. And yeah. then, then and again, you know, people said we wouldn't get a result until February, um, November, they meant Fulham. Yeah. Um, Wolves who beat us every time since they've been up, we yeah. destroyed them. And yeah. then we went to Leicester, who just won five two at Man City, and mm. did did a job on them. You know, Protection absolutely, well. yeah, and, unbelievable. And I think it's just, I mean, it's it's almost an exact replica, a carbon copy of when we came back from restart, like last season. Yeah, because we played Wolves, obviously, and we were we atrocious. didn't start well. Yeah, we didn't no. stay. And then the next game. Was the, yeah, and then we played a bit well. better. We played better yeah. that Tottenham game, and then we hit. And it's the same here. Newcastle, we played rubbish, and then Arsenal, we played a bit better, and then we went woof. And, you know, as you said, it's um, – and I think part and past that Newcastle game, I mean, there was the international break, wasn't there, beforehand, yeah, yeah. if I remember. Um, yeah. And, and Deck had only played two 90 minutes back-to-back. Suchek um, had, had COVID-19, then he was cleared. and so Yeah, all this it was all a bit weird, know. weren't it? Um, it was all and deck. I mean, you know, it's just yeah, deck, deck wasn't even in that squad, was he? he? Wasn't Newcastle, he didn't play, did he? No, he didn't, didn't play. And again, because yeah. we thought he's going to Chelsea, yeah, exactly. And everyone thinks, oh, his head's turned, and da-da-da, just because you know, I, 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 as I said, I've met David Boys, and I said before this season that if this team really is going to evolve like he wants to, and mm. with all due respect to Mark Noble, um, yeah. he shouldn't start, and Declan Rice should be captain, no. and, and yeah. that's what's happened. Hmm. Um. So yeah. So yeah. That's that. Where do you want to go that, from here? <laughs> no, it is. It's true. No, it's true. And as you said, I think it's. And we, we said before when we, when we were chatting just before we started recording. You know, a lot of people when they when, when new managers come in and and new players get signed, they go, "Oh, the manager was talking to me about the project, and it's the project, and it's yeah. usually all bullcrap." But actually, yeah. you can see there's building you can see he's building something he's building a team of of guys as we said before you know who are going to give their all and and they uh, are they are and they look, all look, are look, you know. look, look at the look at the way they celebrate go look at that bundle when yeah. lanzini scored and the, yeah. and the subs jumping on you know it's it was subs. like right, it was like, like we won a cup it was final, yeah you know? and it's true. It really was. But it was not just the subs. It's the bench. It's the... Yeah. It's the, it's the back but David Boyes. Made David Boyes doing a David Pleat on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know what I mean? And they all love him. They all love him. Yeah. He had... Um, yeah. Like uh, today on, on Talk Sport, Colton was obviously doing the breakfast show at Talk Sport moment. And he, he had Mark on, uh, he had Nobes on, and he was talking about the club and talking about Moisey. He's talking about, you know, the influence he's having on the team and how everyone's really happy with him. And, you know, and, and you get that sense. And actually, for once, you know, we seem to have like the right balance. You know, I think with, mm. with Slav, when, when Slav was there, he was a, a great, you know, man manager, but if it was going well, do you know what I mean? And I think he's seeing it now at West Brom when the chips are down. He don't just, I don't know. He's just like, it's, it wants to be everyone's mate. Um, 
where I think Moyes has got that sort of might be the Scottish mentality. But you know, if you if you work hard, you're you're on, you're okay. But if you let and and then he, if it's not him, it's Alan Irvine. If it's not him, it's Kevin Nolan. Kevin it's Nolan, not him, it's They've got a brilliant yeah. back. That I, yeah. I don't think we've had a better back. No, back I agree. Style. You know, I really don't. You know, mm. I think that it, when Moyes was, you know, in isolation and Irving took over, I think to me, Kevin Nolan was like a re-signing of him as a player again because you just yes. know he loves the club. You know, yeah. and Stuart Pearce. I've got when I go for my team selection, I've got an interesting story about Stuart Pearce that you might be oh, aware okay. of, but I'll, I'll mention that. Anyway. That's cool. Yeah, but it's true. It, I mean, they just seem to be the right mix, and it just seems, and you know, and I, I've said before, you know, it's it, you can see the Kevin Nolanism of the team yep. in terms of being a bit more nastier, you know, when, when Antonio, when he, cause he always, I, I watched loads of Robert Banks' stuff, like when he puts the season reviews on and Nolan yeah. would always stand right in front of the keeper. What Antonio does, yeah, know. you know, and it's yeah, like, yeah. but obviously Antonio is like a muscle. So he's like lower center mm-hmm. of gravity. Um, and he just, it, we just seem to be a, not so, we always be a bit of a soft touch. You know what I mean? And we just seem to have some guys who are going to put a, put a shift in and put a foot in if it needs to as when, well. When you and, think about, when, sorry, I was going to say, when you think about Billich, how often um, mm. Antonio has played out of position. Yeah. I don't actually remember a few years ago, we played Palace away um, and Antonio was playing at the back and he gave the ball away and they equalised. I think they equalised late on. Yeah. Um, th- that's not his position, you know. Yeah. Um, he's now found his place. Um, yeah. And he should be playing up front with Sebastian Aller. Uh, but he we'll talk be, about yeah. that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But let, let's talk about Sebastian Aller. Well, just on, talk about Sebastian Aller. So, so this is why, you know, he gets a lot of stick. Now, he's not, uh, he's not an Andy Carroll. He's not a, an Antonio. He's not a lone striker. I no. think when he was at Eintracht Frankfurt before we signed him, I think he created more assists, I might be wrong, more assists in the Bundesliga than anyone else. Because what he did was he could hold the ball up and he laid it off in the box. He's mm. isolated. The reason why yeah. he doesn't, people think he's not trying, his heart's not in it, is because he's not, be, he's not been played in the right position. And that is in yeah. a, with a front two. Um, yeah. and, and we played Southampton last year with Antonio up front with him. Um, and they linked up really well. Yeah. We won 1-0. Uh, again, the goal was disallowed and ball on Antonio, but we won 1-0. And I thought, there we go. There's, there's, yeah. He's found his man. And yet, it hasn't happened. So I, I, yeah. I believe in, I think Ale is just not being given the opportunity to show his true potential. Agreed. And that is playing alongside another centre forward. Agreed. Or he's someone. Yeah, 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 he's a good you player. You know, there's a player in there. Because also, like the game just before, when we played, it was Southampton again. We played Southampton at home just before lockdown. Uh, yeah. lockdown 1.0 and him and Antonio were were playing together and you saw a different player you saw Absolutely. a different player he would he would drop off and he would you know as you said play the balls in he could flip the balls out the Rabona kicks were coming in and you know it's a different and, and you know fair play you know he's in he's he's, uh, you know, he's obviously on the international duty Ivory Coast for the first time yeah fair play to him I hope he scores a bag goals and comes back with full of confidence yeah. because yeah. he's a good player and he again you uh, talk about confidence players he is he's good He's good. Yeah, and I say I think I can understand people's frustration because they expect yeah. him to be Antonio, but but he's not. He's a he plays a different no. style of football, and mm. um, he paid that money for him because of what he played at Eintracht Frankfurt the season before. Yeah. Um, he scored goals. I think he scored 12, 14 goals. Seven, yeah. Definitely, he, he he created more assists in the box. I saw yeah. a video of it of just little knockdowns. He held the ball up, player ran onto the ball, flicked yeah. it to his feet. You know. So anyway, that's. I like him if he's watching. Yeah, I, I like him. I like, I think yeah. he's, I like I him. Like, I just think he's a good player. And I think, yeah, you just yeah. got to play to his strengths. And unfortunately, at the moment, Moyes has got this system and it's his, and it's working. And, you know, it's like he's, he's almost like a round peg in a square hole, square hole, round yeah. peg, whatever it is. Um, and, and it's a shame because you, you're not seeing the, the Haller I think we can see. I think, I actually think if he was playing at Liverpool, he would get. 20 30 oh, goals, you know what I mean? Because you know, he'd have one or two people up front with him, yeah. You know? yeah. Have Salah and Mane either side, yeah, yeah. Be Firmino, and it'll be like you know, he's, he's so he's not, you know. And the thing is, obviously, the way we're playing him because he's not getting you know the games, then inevitably his his value is going to go down as well because it is because you know he's not scoring goals and stuff, he's not playing, but and, and you know, anyway. Anyway, we'll see. What happens. But I, but I agree. But I, that's what I think. That's why you know I've I've coined a phrase called uh, 
moisifying, the moisification. And basically, it's the moisification <laughs> of players. It's, it's not transformation, it's moisification. And he's done it every time he's come to West Ham. So, obviously, Aaron Cresswell, he, he's moisified him into a left, left you know, of the back three, who you know, easily could be played. I mean, if England play back three this week, weekend, you know, he could easily fit he's into that. Tra- transformed player this Mental, season. isn't it? Massive can, I just say, Massive can I just say one thing, Russ? When you had Ray Winston on the other day, he was smoking a cigarette. Yeah, um, I vape. So can I vape now and again? Of course you can. Of course you can. I did say to Ray when we when we switched on, he was like, "Oh, you're in a pub." I said, "Well, it's my mate's yeah, garden." Pub. And he went, "Oh, I'll get my fags." This is before we started. I'll get my fags then. And I'm like, "Ray, you can't smoke. You can't smoke in a <laughs> in a UK pub." He went, "You can in Sicily." <laughs> and he's just like chains, like smoking. But no, but it's true. Uh, Masuaku, you know, like. Yeah, okay. months ago, you know, we wouldn't have given a shit if he came back no. injured. He, he's been moisified. He had a fantastic little run up until when Moyes was here, up until yeah. when we got to the League Cup quarterfinal against Arsenal after he beat Tottenham. He was on form and then it just suddenly evaporated. Yeah. He became half a player, um, was making mistakes. Um, but what, yeah, he's again, outstanding season he's yeah. having. He is. Outstanding, and, and obviously we said about Antonio, but he did the same thing to an out of it, didn't he, Varney? Yeah. yeah, you know, out, Slav put him on the right, and he just wasn't working. He moisified yeah. him to a striker, and he became, you know, an absolute threat, like like Antonio is. You know, it's like you wouldn't. I like. I like this moisification. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think like it is. It is. Is is, is moisified, <laughs> and 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 even Fornals, you know, Fornals, he's put into sort yeah. of left, this left side player, and it's like, and even even bloody even Nobes, you know, Nobes in this number ten role when he comes on, you know, it's like, it's it's all a bit weird, but it works, you know, it seems to I, just work. Fornals, remember, he's a young player. Um, he took time to adapt. He did. Mm. People forget it, the assists and goals he scored last season, but now mm. he's proved. That he's settled in his side, you know, and he's passionate about his club, you know, yeah. um, and I, I think they're they they are a united group of players. Definitely. There's no doubt about it. Mm. There's no there's nobody. The trouble over the past few years has been someone in the dressing room that's upsetting the, the yeah. mood or whatever. We're hearing things coming out, and an artifact is definitely one of them. But I think that they are they truly believe when they go out, they can get something out of a game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I totally and, agree. And, I totally agree. And, that's, you see, uh, that, go, go. and you'll get that from my um, starting 11. Oh, right very now. good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, but I was about to say, you see it as well because the club release a lot more training videos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where they're all laughing and joking and, 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 and you know, pranking each other. And again, it just shows, it shows there's, there's a good feeling in the club at yeah. the moment and um, long may it continue. Right. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. So, um, Right, so let's just ask the first question. Let's ask a question 21 minutes into the interview. Why are you a West Ham fan, Joe? What's your story, okay. man? The story, I grew up as a child in Essex, in Chelmsford. Um, yeah. My mum's Irish, my dad's English, and I had a, my, my first kit when I was about five was a white long sleeve shirt, and my mum sewed the three lions on, okay? And because she's Northern Irish, I also had a green jersey with a number 11 on the back for George Best. Yeah. And when we played football in the green, they called me the number 11 goalkeeper without really kind of identifying. I didn't really have a club team. So I was about six years old. And um, and at school, um, I think I was first year junior. Um, a kid in my class was called Michael Welsh. He was like the toughest kid in the class. And his older brother was fourth year junior. And even though his older brother was only about nine, ten, he might as well have been twenty-nine, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And um, I already knew that Michael supported West Ham, and he introduced me one day to his brother, and his brother just turned around and went, "Who do you support?" And I just went West Ham, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how—that's the truth. So it yeah. wasn't that I felt threatened. It just—and um, they were um, down the A12, the, the local club. I obviously, yeah. went to see Chelsea City. I've got here. I'll draw it out. My first West Ham top oh. when I was six, right? Um, and someone, as many people say to me, I bet it still fits you now. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> that was when I was about six. So, Brilliant. and once, and then then that's it. Once once West Ham, because yeah. I didn't have a club side. I didn't really, no. I was young. I was into football. And then once it was West Ham, that was it. It was There was no going back. Um, yeah. So I've seen all the relegations. Um, you know, I, I've been on that roller coaster ride. I remember um, my, one of my mum's friends said, um, 
I, I think I was a bit of a disruptive teenager. Uh, but one of my mum's friends said, and I thought this is a really nice compliment. Um, she said, what your mum's always admired about you, and there probably wasn't a lot at that time, she said that you stuck with West Ham, mm. you know, um, because mm. th there was a lot of disappointment. Um, yes. And, you know, there's still throughout the years always has been. But um, I, I believe once you, you know, to me, I don't know if I grew up in Ch if I grew up in Chelsea, I'd have been a West Ham fan. Moved to Surrey, yeah. um, where there's a lot of Chelsea around here and Arsenal. Um, quite a few West Ham as well. Uh, a lot of people yeah. have migrated out of London. Yeah, exactly. Got, yeah. We've, we've got we've got overspill estates all around here um, from all parts of London. So you've got a lot of West Ham, you've got a lot of Chelsea yeah. that come out of Battersea, etc. Sure. People from Lewisham, Millwall, etc. So yeah, so I, I think it was because I grew up in Chelmsford. That was that was the reason why I, I supported yeah. West Ham, um, and never regretted it. You know, yeah. even through the darkest times, um, and there, you know, there has been some really, really, really dark times. Um, you get over it. You know, yeah. it's a game out of your control. You can't yeah. control the game. Um, I've sat there when my friends have left when we've been losing. I remember that we played Sheffield Wednesday. We were 4-0 down. And my friends that always stood to the end, stayed to the end, went. And I thought, I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not I'm not leaving until the game's over. And I still kind of have that, you know. Um, it's just, you know, I, I feel, okay, we've lost 4-0 <laughs> to Sheffield Wednesday. It's been awful. But <laughs> I, I feel such a kind of an affiliation to, to, the, to the club that yeah. I, 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 I'm not one of these people that, you know, like you know, like I'm not going to mention particular clubs, but when they're not doing well, they don't, they don't talk about their clubs. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm proud of being a West Ham fan. Me too. Um, and you know, um, I don't care. You know, I've seen us lose seven-one at Man United. Um, <laughs> you know, I've seen us get stuffed six-nil at Man United as well. I've seen us get stuffed all over the place. Um, yeah. But you know, what I find is. The important thing is the camaraderie between the people that you go to football with, the people that I've met over the years. Um, <laughs> I've been to away games where I've had friends in a different part of the ground and they thought I'm on my own and offered me a lift back, you know, things like that. And I'm like, no, it's all yeah. right. I'm going back with, you know. Um, so it's, it's, I've met a lot of people through West Ham that have become mm. friends. Um, and I think it's that, you know, uh, I remember um, the 85-86 season um, when we nearly won the league. Um, we, I, I um, wrote my phone number on the fag packet because we, I can't remember, we were playing away somewhere that Saturday yeah. and I didn't even know this guy, but he lived reasonably near me and he phoned me up and picked me up. I said, but you've got to come all the way down to go back up. He went, that's all right. Yeah. You know, and that's, what it, that's back in the 80s. That's what it was like back then. And, um, yeah, yeah. and I only met him at that game, you know, and he said, are you going Saturday? I went, well, I, I can't really get there. And I wrote, I remember I, I tore off a bit of my fag packet, wrote my phone number on it, phoned me up and they came down and picked me up, you know, and, and it's, I've got loads of stories and we all have, yeah. Yeah, of, we do. Of, of making friends with complete strangers that, yeah. that's, you know, that you've met at football. You know? And it's, it, we're just, I mean, and, you know, again, we may, we may well be biased, but I don't think we are when I, when I say this, we're a special bunch of, of fans. We are, we are a unique bunch of fans. Yeah. You know, we, as in this channel, we have, you know, obviously a lot of West Ham fans watch, obviously, uh, 6,000 as of today. Wow. 6,000 subscribers. Um, which is cool. Um, but we have a lot of Tottenham fans, Arsenal fans, um nottingham forest fans liverpool they all watch us will watch it because i think we're like you know and i know len canning ten lended is a uh, everyone's second team and i'm available yep. still on amazon prime but um i think we are do you know what i mean it's like west ham are always seen as that plucky underdog i mean everyone has an underdog anyway but west ham always we don't win that nothing but we turn up we have a good game we, you know and against the man united and liverpool's and arsenal's we know we like, we always turn up for them games and the Spurs ones and Chelsea's. Yeah, absolutely, but, and, and, and I, th it, I think what it is is that, that no matter what position we're in, we're not ashamed of of no. the club we support. You know, no. we're not ashamed to say that. You know, I'm, I'm West Ham. I'm, I'm actually really proud. To, I've always been proud to say I'm West Ham. Me too. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Absolutely.
I, I can't imagine that I could have supported another team. Uh, no, and, I can't either. You know? No, I can't either. You know, and it's like someone said to me, you know, would you ever want to win the league? And I don't think I'd ever want to win the league because no. I think then you'd lose that West well, Hamness about us. Do you know what I mean? I did, I, did, I, did, I did want to win 85, 86. Yeah, I mean, 85. <laughs> and obviously, thir- 83, 84 as well, we did quite well, yeah. didn't we? Then we sort yeah. of fell by the well, wayside. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that season, I think we won our first five games or something. You know, I think yeah. we went, yeah, we, we really started brilliantly. But um, yeah. But um, and some of those players in some of those seasons are in my starting eleven. Well, let's segue into that then, Joe. Let's segue into that nicely. Segue should, for you. So should we, should we, do it. All right. Let's, so let's crack on. Go on now. I know you've got right. like an introduction. So let's do your introduction so, of your team. So, uh, so, so, in, so in in the last season at West Ham, I ran a fanzine called Five Managers, yeah. um, which is to celebrate the end of an era. Um, and obviously, we had. I think we're the only club. I believe in the whole world that ever had five managers between such a long period of time, 1902 yeah. to 1989, Sid King, Charlie Painter, Ted and Ron Greenwood and John Lyle. Um, and I'm going to be the sixth manager tonight, right, with my team. Now, this team I picked um, because I believe that they're strong throughout and yeah. um, they're in their prime. So I'm talking about the players that I've picked in their prime playing together. And yeah. in fact, some, some of them actually all did pl- play in, in, in well, I'll, go on, I'll tell you about the team. Right. We'll start in goal. Go on, so first of all, I'm, I'm manager, right? Yeah. <laughs> and my assistant coach is a gentleman called Andy Halford. Um, he designed, um, I've got, can I just show you this? I've got go it somewhere. It, it's, it's brilliant. So, did a fancy called Five Managers, and it came out as a book as well. And he combined those five managers at the front of the gates. And I don't know if you can see there. Yeah, yeah, we can see that. Right. So oh, Andy yeah. designed that, and that was the cover of issue three as well. Now, Andy's my assistant coach. He's from Custom House. Yeah. Um, he doesn't suffer fools gladly. And the idea about me and Andy is it's the good cop, bad cop. So yep. Andy is my coach. He'll put out the cones, give out the bibs. And if I need to give any players a dressing down, I will tell Andy and he'll have a go at them. And then I'll go up to him after going, I'm sorry, Andy, I had to say that to you. But look, if, you, if you've been a bit more kind of clinical in that clearance, we won't be yeah. one down. And that's how, so that's why Andy's my coach. So I felt, and I said to you before this, I had my 11 in my head before I wrote them down. I knew my yeah. 11. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I wrote them down. I just put some notes just to add some key things. In goal, um, so I remember Bobby Ferguson, Mervyn Day, but in goal has to be Phil Parks. Yeah. Um, so we're in Division Two, and he you know, he was responsible for us to get out of that division and win the FA Cup. You know, in my opinion, um, he's a, a gentle giant, fantastic goalkeeper, and um, I don't know if you ever read John Lyle's autobiography, just like my dreams, but he talks about the signing of Phil Parks for what was mm. then a world record fee for a goalkeeper of £565,000. Yeah. Bearing in mind, we were a Division Two team. Yeah. And the story was the board weren't, didn't approve. They, you know, it was far too much money. John and I was in the boardroom and the board said to Reg Pratt, the chairman, they went, Mr. Chairman, what are we going to do about Phil Parks? And he turned round and said, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to go home. I'm going to have a cup of tea with Mrs. Pratt and then I'm going to sign Phil Parks from QPR for £565,000. Now, that's how John Nile wrote it in the book. It's a brilliant yeah. story, you know. Um, uh, to me, him, we, we, uh, we've got a brilliant goalkeeper at the moment, Fabianski, you know, great. and we've had some great keepers. Um, yeah. But that's my goalkeeper. So, I, you know, big guy and you're only as good as the people in front of you sometimes as a goalkeeper, although he could have inconsistent players, but I picked what I believe is it's a back line that have all played together, believe it or not. Yeah. So sure. at right back, yep. I've got Ray Stewart. Um, yep. Ray Stewart, uh, or Tonka, um, he, fantastic penalty taker. There's two memorable penalties that stand out. One was the FA Cup quarterfinal against Aston Villa in the 89th minute. The yep. tension behind that, the fact he just buried it. <laughs> and the other one was 85-86, the last home game for Ipswich, where, um, again, we got a late penalty. Did Mark Ward fall over? Or was he tackled? We'll talk about <laughs> yeah, that in yeah. a minute. Um, again, a high-tension penalty, he buried it. 
Um, I, I think he only got sent off twice in his career. I might be wrong, but he absolutely got stuck in. He was a fantastic right back. Uh, he attacked well as well down the flank. Um, and I believe, you know, never met him, but what I've always heard is he's a decent chap. And that mm -hmm. always helps. So, so here's my right back. My centre halves, um, again, were, were easy to pick. So yeah. both of them have been captains of West Ham, um, Billy Bonds. I don't yeah. really even need to justify Billy Bonds. Uh, <laughs> he's the epitome of everything that's, that's good about West Ham United. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, never wore shin pads, socks around the ankles. Um, very, very, very gentle, shy man outside of football. Very much so, a yeah. A complete opposite on the pitch. Um, mm. uh, you know, he led by example on that pitch. Um, I didn't pick Bobby Moore because I only saw Bobby Moore, I think, once or twice. And I couldn't really justify that. No, Even though exactly. Bobby Moore to me is an idol, you know, yeah. um, you know, you know, yeah, I, I feel like I, I've watched Bobby Moore my life, you know, because I've yeah. seen some of you know, Same but, as me, it's same yeah, as me, and that's yeah, that's uh, why I sort of made that thing that made that made that rule that you know people have to be alive to have seen them play because otherwise yeah. everyone would have picked Bobby Moore, but I never yeah. saw him, you know, I no, saw no. Gary Breen instead, you know, like, <laughs> my reference, my reference point not... wasn't as good, unfortunately, but yeah, so. Carry on, so... Alongside Billy, who, yeah. and they played together as well. Uh, this back four did, uh, I believe, at some point play a number of games together. Um, Alvin Martin, um, yeah. again, he was captain of West Ham. He, he scored three goals against three different keepers when we beat Newcastle 8 1. And when I wrote my West Ham fanzine, um, at the end of the season, I was invited to a do, and he had a go at me for not inviting me, or in, for not interviewing him <laughs> in a very nice way. He's a really nice chap. Again, um, he signed. Um, I think it's dropped by Everton as an apprentice. Yeah. He was signed. He was signed on schoolboy terms. I think by West Ham. Had a long career with us. Um, if you just see the way he still talks about West Ham, um, West Ham through and through. Again, gave it his everything. Um, playing alongside Billy Bonds, you know, you've got a formidable two centre halves, right? Yeah. Um, so left back now. I run another magazine and Julian Dix helped promote that. I owe him a lot. Um, and I, I, I find Julian Dix, I, I idolise him like a lot of people did for his, you know, absolute spirit, commitment. Um, but I couldn't have him and Ray Stewart in the same team because they both took penalties and would have yeah. like a, like against Bradford when yeah. um, Frank Lampard Jr. was arguing yeah, yeah. with Decanio. That's why Julian Dix couldn't be in it. But the other reason... I've met and interviewed Frank Lampard Sr. and he's a most gracious human being. And again, yeah. a former childhood hero of mine, socks around the ankles. And also <laughs> with him and Bill in the team, you know, and again, I'm talking about these players in their prime, the camaraderie between them. That whole back line to me is is a, a fantastic back four. And, yeah. and, and you know, I'll, I'll tell you a little story about Frank um, when I met him and interviewed him. It's really, I found it quite sad. Um, his son set up the interview, right? Yeah. Frank Jr., right? Um, and the story is that I, I was given the number. I was leaving countless voicemail messages. Frank Jr. was in New York. I said, look, I'm leaving all these messages for your dad. He's not answering. And he went, dad's not very good with phones. Leave it mm -hmm. with me. And then next thing I know, I'm in front of Frank Lampard Sr. And yeah. Frank, Frank, in the interview, told the whole story of his life, basically. But the saddest part was when I asked him if he still went over West Ham, because he, you know, he, he was born and bred West Ham, you know, mm. um, he moved to Canning Town he, after his dad was killed in a, in a road accident um, on the Barking Road, I believe, when he was five, and they went and moved in with his grandparents in Canning Town. Um, but he, um, he said that when he went over to West Ham, he wore a hat, would pull it down, mm. almost like I don't want to be recognised. And I found that really upsetting. Me too. Yeah. Um, because to me, he I hold him in the same regard as Billy Bonds. Totally. Um, totally yeah. Yeah. And, and um, the thing is as well, a lot of people don't know this, but he was a right-footed player. And his first game he played at right, but he had a really serious injury, by the way, I think in his first season, mm. uh, away at Sheffield United, that could have ended his career. And he worked really hard to get back at full fitness. Um, and Ron Greenwood put him at left back and said, Frank, what you need to do, is when you get down to the line, cut the ball in and hit it on the inside of your right foot into the box. And he started doing that. 
and obviously started working on it. He trained a lot after training, and his son did the same. We all know Frank yes. Julian. Yeah. So Frank Lampard, I think um, Ron Greenwood and John Niles said, get some running spikes, you need to work on your speed. And he worked a lot on his left foot. And he, so he could knock that ball in on the outside of his right foot or on his left foot. Um, so that's my back line. I think we've got a great goalkeeper. Uh, the goalkeeper's well protected by a fantastic back four, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's my back line. Uh, but okay. I'm all about attack. I want to win games, yeah. right? So <laughs> um, I've got on my on right wing, um, yeah. I've got Mark Ward. Now, little Ward is short than me. And I'm only 5'5". Five five. I like people that are shorter than me. But <laughs> do you know what? He, in his first season, not only could he strike a free kick from 35 yards, um, yeah. I saw him score one away at Oxford United and um, that season when we finished third. And the funny thing about that game was uh, the old Oxford ground, this is before Hillsborough, there was two pens. Didn't know this when we went in. They pushed us into pen one and people were getting crushed. Back in them days, everyone would know about getting crushed. And all of a sudden someone went, Oh, there's another pen. It was empty. We've got people getting crushed. And as because there's a delay, I think Oxford had gone one up, I'm not sure. But as we got into the second pen, which was almost empty, Mark Ward's called um, a free kick from 35 yards out. He scored a few like that, an absolute screamer. Um, it wasn't just the fact that he could cross a good ball, he scored goals, but he tracked back. And the thing I said about Stuart Pearce, in a game against Nottingham Forest, Brian Clough substituted Stuart Pearce at half time because Mark Ward was running him ragged. That's a true yeah. story, right? <laughs> um, now, that's the kind of right winger I like. Yeah. Scores yeah. goals, um, we'll track back because we're talking about plays that we need to track back and defend when we're, when we're up against it. So he can drop back. Some of mm. my, my other selection in midfield might not do that, okay? <laughs> um, so that's my right wing. Yeah. Um, going to sit in midfield. Trevor Brookin, yeah. my all-time, my real all-time childhood hero. Um, uh, as Frank Lampard Senior said, he came off that pitch every game with his head, with not a, a mark on his shirt, and his hair, and completely as it was when he went on, because he had grace. Yeah. Mm. Um, when we were relegated for the first time, when I my first seventy-eight, seventy-nine. We started reasonably well. We were 4 new up against Notts County in our first game, and I remember thinking, we're going to win this easy. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn got injured and was out for about nine games, and we don't think we won any of them, right? <laughs> we were in that division for three years. That, yeah. And the fact that when we went down to Division 2 and offers were made for him, he stayed loyal to the club. There's, you know, he's a, a true, like Billy Bonds, he's a true ambassador of West Ham United mm. and a class player, a, a gifted player, uh, maybe one of our most gifted players. Um, so he's, I've got Trevor Brooking in midfield and, and I've brought in someone recent as well. Current captain also wouldn't yep. mind surrendering the armband to Billy Bonds like Alvin Martin, <laughs> but I brought in Declan Rice because okay. Trevor's not, wasn't renowned for tracking back when under attack, but Declan will track back and, yeah. um, and, and, and win the ball and feed it to Trevor and he will play out to Wardy or some of these other players I'm going to about to mention. So even when we're, so, you know, I, I've, I like the idea of Rice and Brooking. Rice is going to get stuck in. Brooking never necessarily got stuck in. When Brooking got the ball, he had the foresight of knowing where to play it. Yeah. You know, or, or, or to take the ball forward and put that defence under threat. So I've got that back line and I'm looking at how we're going to defend as well. And we've got the flair. So I've got Mark Ward and, and Rice. Coming back, dropping back if we're under attack. Yeah. The, uh, on the left wing, I've got Alan Devonshire. Yeah. Um, now again, so you know, again, if we're under attack, we pick up the ball, get it to Brookin. Brookin gets out of Devonshire or out of Wardy. You know, we're on the counter attack, right? So we've got a brilliant defence. We've got a midfield that's made up of two that I'd say would would counter defend, and two that were perhaps our flair players. Yeah. So I'm playing 4-4-2. I love my defence and I love my midfield because okay, I've always liked 4-4-2. We're getting to the strikers now. And this, yeah. I think, has been a tricky one for a lot of people. Um, you know, you've got Pop Robson, you know. Yeah. Um, when Hearts and Kitson came to West Ham, they kept us up. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
we've got David Cross, you know, fantastic player. Um, Van der Elst, I mean, uh, Paul Goddard, you know, mm. and yeah. so many players. But what I wanted up front was two strikers that actually, when they played together, they combined, they supported each other, they created goals for each other. So this will be of no surprise that I picked <laughs> Frank McAvenny and Tony Coy. Yeah. Um, because I think with the, with the lineup that I picked as well, whenever we attacked and the ball was passed through to one of those two, I always felt West Ham were going to score. And invariably in the 85-86 season, between the two of them, they did. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that was a really exciting season. Um, we had a TV ban for most of that until January that year. So no one even knew mm. Frank McAvenny was. No. Uh, the, you know, the best start, we went 18 games unbeaten going into Christmas, right? A lot of people don't realise we lost to Tottenham on Boxing Day. But we, McAvenny came back from Australia just before Christmas and we won 1-0 at QPR um, and he came on as a sub. And we went second in the league that night going into Christmas. And yeah. um, it was just a fantastic season. So I, I've included a number of players from that season because it's one of my favourite seasons. I'd also say the Pardew season of 2005 and 2006 was also a very exciting season. And yeah. there's a number of players that I could have picked from that. That We, we were brilliant in the league, you know, last team to win at Ivory. We won some fantastic games that season. Airwood yeah. was on fire. Um, Zamora. Um, but that's my 4-4-2. Uh, you yeah. know, you, you can sit all day and, and you can think, Oh, I don't know, but I'm I'm looking at a team that's going to gel and play the way that I want them to play. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I feel yeah. that that team will defend well, um, and when under attack, there's players that will track back. But when we attack, you know, you'll even have Ray Stewart and Frank Lampard pushing forward. You know, um, and we'll win the league with me as manager. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Wardy said. That's what we interviewed Wardy. That's what he said. He said, "Do you know what?" He says. That 85 86 team would have won the league if it were if it, we had Julian Dix at left back. And so he, so he did his 11, and it was like the 85 86 yeah. team left back was sorry to Georgie and everything, but Julian, yeah. that was that was the missing piece of the pie. And obviously, famously, because obviously, I you know, I was I was you know, sorry to make you feel old, Jay, but I was about four five at the time. Um, I didn't realize that Billy was out, Billy missed the whole of the 85 86 season, yeah. Um and and we had um we had Tom came back the next season he did he came yeah. back still playing at forty one I know mental in it I don't know if you know there used to be an old joke at the time about um, a Japanese um soldier still fighting the Second World War yeah um, and they found him and the first thing he said is Billy Bond still playing for West Ham. <laughs> 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 it's funny really it? it's just like we're just going because we were doing the um we were doing a thing about steve potts the other day and uh and obviously and potsy was part of that squad as well was the 85 86 squad as well and again, it's amazing amazing again, a, a difficult person you mentioned george paris you know um, yeah there's so yeah. many i mean it's oh you could you could do you could do 10 oh, teams joe couldn't you absolutely. easily and i and i so what i i thought when i picked my 11 i, I picked a team that would gel and that would win me games yeah, you know, um, and if you know, so for instance, if Trevor hadn't headed that ball out of the box because it messed his hair up, and I said <laughs> to Andy, "Look, you're going to have to lane to Trevor a little bit," yeah. and then as they're coming out, I then soothed Trevor, saying, no, "I'm sorry, Andy, I had to let rid there, but <laughs> you should have really headed that ball out because then we wouldn't be one nil down." But, um, <laughs> but, but also, <laughs> also, Joe. I mean, they, as you said, you know, sometimes actually, you know, I and it's something I say to my daughter. You know, I say to my daughter, you know, she, she, you know, she's eight, bless her, but she overthinks things sometimes. Mm. She think, and so we yeah, all do. Some, said, we all do sometimes. As, exactly, but as you said, you know, you you basically count your one eleven straight away off the top of your head. That ninety nine percent of the time is going to be the right answer. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's then when you sit back and you think, oh, well, actually, oh, do I put Steve Julian Potts, in or something? Steve yeah, Potts do I put Potsy you know, in? Yeah, yeah. You know, where's 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 Bish going to go? And no, there's, no, there's yeah. no Canio and there's no Pike. You know, it's not. It's your first eleven, and that's usually yeah, yeah. the right one for you. I, I, I've um, done something that I don't think you allow, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Go on um, I'm going back to the old days when you only could have one substitute. And, yeah, um, sure. I decided. Because I thought it was a challenge for me. Who would I put down as my substitute? That yeah. was the hardest. <laughs> and I put I put as my sub in that eleven John Moncur, right? Because mm. um, 
to see a game out. Um, I might bring him on for Brooking just to tighten yep. up the midfield. Um, yeah. So, you know, only allowed one sub. I, I, that was really hard. So I thought about yeah. that for a while. I had so many... And I know you don't do subs, but I thought I'm going to chuck in a sub. Oh, I don't um, know. This is it. It's yeah. your eleven, Joe. You can do what you want. Yeah. I mean, you made yourself cap. You make manager yeah. as well. You put, you know. So, yeah. So, so, so John, I'll put John Monker, and because uh, I know that I could put him on the last 15 minutes. So look, we've let a two-goal lead slip. It's two-one. I'm going to I'm going to take Brooking off. I'm going to put you on. I yeah. just want you to protect the defence. I just want you to shut out their midfield, right? <laughs> and we'll see this game out. But also, yeah. also on the flip side, could you imagine Monks in that? You know, it was quite a character-driven side with yeah. McAvenny and and Waldy and stuff. Could you imagine Monks in that sort of little setup with, you know, Alvin and and Pitt and Reg and people like that? I, It'd be an absolute hoot, wouldn't it? I I would. It's because I'd be the manager. They would have respect for each other. And I'm going to mention a player that I've missed out that a lot of people have picked, and I'm going to tell you why I didn't yeah. pick him, even though he was a gifted brilliant player and we all loved him but i wouldn't have him at my club if i was manager and that's paolo de Canio. yeah and the reason being he's a handful right and yeah. um and quite often away from home he didn't turn up he didn't play well he just yeah and he sulked a lot at times yeah uh, but he was incredibly gifted but if if i was told by the board you've got to sign him i'd have put him out on loan to swindon for the season <laughs> I'd have been quite, I'd have been quite, you know, I'd have been saying, I'm the boss here. I don't want him in the field with my, my you'd, 11. You'd have done the Glen Roder, wouldn't you? You'd have done the Roder. Yeah. I'd have said, look, I'm, I, he's going to upset, he's going to upset, you'll upset Billy. I know he wants yeah. Frank Lampard out. I'm not having it. Nah. I, no, no, put, no. Him on, put him out on loan. And you and you let them all go for a pint on a Thursday, on a Tuesday night. Last yeah, I know they could, they could all have a beer. We'd, we'd all go for a beer after the game. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Billy Bonds was a real fitness fanatic. And yeah. I think like George Best used to say, George Best would go out and have a good drink, but he'd run it all off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he'd run it all off. So I, don't, I wouldn't mind them going out as long as um, when they turned up for training, they delivered on the training field what was required. And when they came off, they were exhausted, but they'd done the session. They'd done everything. In, yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah, I think I one time when Billy Bonds was manager, I, I can't remember who told me this in one of my interviews, but I, I'm, Ian Bishop turned up quite hungover. Oh, right? yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And Billy Bonds made him run so hard until he threw up. Yeah. And I don't think Ian Bishop ever turned up in that condition again. Well, that's that well, well, because when I, I mean, when I interviewed, um, when I, who was it? I think it was Mad Dog. So Mad Dog dobbed yeah. him in. So I said I was interviewing Bish in a couple of weeks' time. And he went, oh, oh I call him Polo to start off, off the interview. So before we recorded, I said, hello, Polo. He went, how do you know about Polo? And I said, well, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've chatted to Martin Allen. And he said, all right, well, we'll talk about it later. So we, we did an interview. And I said, oh, well, tell us about your love of Polos. And he went, nah. I said, because Martin said, you know, you always carry a pack of Polos in your pocket in case Bill came over and you could smell the booze. Well, go, nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. It's rubbish. Nah, nah, not true, not true not true and he paused him it was extra strong mints not <laughs> <laughs> but you know what and it's like in, in, again, it's like we've, we've interviewed like people like him and and bish and monks and even sort of like even the sort of the newer sort of crop in in terms of like trevor sinclair and yeah. and, and, and razor and people like that and they would go out for a beer and they would go out for a beer and yet they might you know but you know, and, and Trevor said himself, when he thinks he went, we'd have probably won the league or we could have got in Champions League if Harry hadn't maybe made us go out on a, not made us, but said we can go out yeah. for a beer on a Tuesday night and then not train on Wednesday. He says, but and then when I asked Razor the same question, he went, yeah, but I didn't have a sneaky beer on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because I knew I could have a beer on Tuesday. So yeah. it wasn't a bad thing. So, you know, and, you know, I mean, there's a story. Oh, that there's, you know, there's a little bit of discipline there. He knew that yeah. that was his night, you know. Yeah, it's sort um, of like, you know, there's it's like a it's like on a dog leash, isn't it? You've got like that three metres and you can go in and out. You can go, you can't go above three metres. You know, that's that's uh, it's that type of thing. But, but you know, I'm even like, you know, I mean, as you said, uh, 
Razor, Razor got he got back. I mean, I live in I live in Hornchurch, but he got he got uh, a a two mile exclusion zone from um, from Romford Town Centre after the Christmas party they had there. And we um, all know, we all know about Hayden Fox at the Christmas party. We do as know well. about the, the Christmas party as well. Um, but because he got the ban, he couldn't. Because obviously Chad Reef is about is less than two miles in the exclusion zone, so he couldn't train. So Harry was down the magistrates getting him getting it reduced to a mile, so he could well, get into the Chad Reef. Oh, but it's like you know. But they won the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. They were playing well. So it's this when the team aren't playing well, then it all comes out, isn't it? And so, um, and but football, yeah, no, I think I think football's a different game these days. You know, <laughs> I think that with sports science um, yeah. and, and diets, etc. You know, um, and they're they're now, you know, footballers are footballers, but they're more kind of they need to be finely tuned athletes now. They are, yeah. If, yeah. If, especially playing at the top level, because you know. Um, if you're not looking after your body, um, you're you're susceptible to to injury. You especially, know. especially sort of three. You know, a lot of them are playing three games a week. Really, yeah. the, the top boys, isn't it? And um, but I just think, I think that the flip side is it's become this sort of science, and so much so that I think we've taken out the the fun that value of it. You know, I don't think, you know, I I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would be doing this um thing in 20 years time telling us stories about felipe anderson and sebastian haller and you know it'll be where we'll be talking about john moncur and ian bishop and <laughs> you know still, and, yeah. and yeah we still will be because there are the characters and we associate those and, and, and all being well you know, how declan rice stayed with us to the end like, like yeah no and, and i think you yeah. and you'll have hope for, yeah yeah touch wood yeah. um but i think you'll have people like that and you know we have a few. I think we probably. I mean, at, if you look at like, across across the Premier League, I think West Ham's probably the most charismatic team out of all of them. People like Antonio, you know, you know, writing off his Lamborghini dressed as a you know snowman in, last year and and stuff like, and all the dark and he brings back all the, the celebrations and things like that. But it's, it's um, yeah, it's just different, isn't it? It's just different yeah. now. It's different, but you know, it, it, it's great because obviously we can all have little stories. And as you said, you've you've got little stories of Frank Senior, and that's one of my big things is 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 trying to get some more recognition for Frank Senior because I, I totally yeah. agree with what you say because you know the man's is it a, is it his second all time appearance or third something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, it's mental it, that you know he's it, always nearly six nearly six hundred appearances, if not more. Like, I'm yeah. Not sure. yeah, yeah, and he's always like you got you know he's like Bill Bollett, Bobby, Trevor. And he might be like, if someone's talking about West Ham greats, he's like sixth usually, you know. Yeah, yeah he's, he's up there. He's up there. Yeah, but it's ridiculous yeah. how we don't, he's not revered. And obviously, we and, know why. Uh, but. Uh, but we know why. It's because of obviously the relationship with Harry when he was coach yeah. and his son, which I, I you know, I, I feel that Frank Jr. was treated harshly by a section of the West Ham fans. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I agree. And I, I heard it and it came from. West Side mostly, um, um, but but you know he left because his dad got sacked. Yeah, you know exactly. um, that's bottom line. Um, but as I said, I've got respect for Frank Junior because he sorted out the interview with his dad and he didn't have to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and so, and so people can have opinions about people, but I, I judge people on 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 on. On how on they their treat behavior, you. yeah, yeah. behavior and the favors they do you. He did me a massive favor, yeah. Um, you know, um, and I, you know, and Mark Ward, when I was doing the fanzine, introduced me to Frank McAvenny, you know, yeah. and I, I've got a lot of time for Mark Ward. Um, oh, yeah, he wrote a forward to the book as well. He was, he was really kind of behind it, the mag. Um, so you know, so I, so three of the people that were in five managers my fans were in my team but that wasn't the reason why they're in it no, yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah, I, I didn't want to mention that before i picked that team because i believe that's a really strong team yeah yeah yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is. and and you're right i mean if, i mean you know doesn't matter what peter said it's, it's how people treat you and 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 you've got your own personal and i mean you know um, i think we've had God, I, I should have counted. I think we've had about thirty-five ex-players on the channel so far, yeah. and every one of yeah. them has been absolutely wonderful, lovely. Got enough time for you. Don't seem rushed. You know, we'll listen to you. We'll make you seem like you've asked that question. You're the first person ever to ask that question, which I wouldn't have been because you know, if it's about the eighty-five, eighty-six season or about two thousand and six, they get asked the same questions all the time. All the time. But everyone's been brilliant. I think when you look at some of the ex-West Ham players that played at a number of other clubs, so, you know, you look at, uh, say, Trevor Sinclair's tweets, 
um, yeah. on Twitter. Very supportive of West Ham. I like, you know, a lot of people, had, you know, Joe Cole, obviously, we had to sell Joe yeah. Cole. Yeah, we did. We yeah. needed the money, right? Um, he came back. I'm glad he came back, but he obviously had some injuries. I love the way he talks about West Ham still. Yeah. You know, um, you know um, and I know he won loads of trophies with Chelsea, but again, Joe Cole nearly got into my team. Mm. He he so nearly got into my starting eleven, yeah. Um, but but he didn't. He was going to. He also nearly became my sub. You know, it was. It was. There's so many. I think I said the sub. I've written down so many names who were nearly subs. Yeah, you're going to have a team for the sub. But you're right. Everyone we talk to, everyone we talk to is so. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mr. Sinclair, for example. There's a classic yeah. example, right? So he. Um, you know, obviously at the ground at the moment, obviously I still go to the ground for the home games. And at the moment they've put these stickers around the outside of the yep. ground of the legend of like players. I don't, I don't know what the criteria is, but you know, you've obviously, and you've got Frank there, you've got senior and that, and, and you've got junior there and stuff like that. And there's one, one of Trev, there's one of Trev and one of Bish. So I took, I took a right. picture of both of them and, and I that. sent them. Yeah, I sent them both to him, and because the thing no one knows about these stickers, uh, no. and, and even Trevor, Trevor and Ian didn't know about it. So I messaged them both and said, "Look, I thought I'd, you know, you know, because obviously they both been on the channel. We both, we, you know, we communicate quite quite well on Twitter. They're they're, they're lovely blokes, and you know, I, I love them because they've got loads of time for me, so I appreciate that. And and I, and I tweeted them, um, and they both sent me almost identical messages back. Just literally, it's almost like they were that like you could tell when they were typing it, they had tears in their eyes because they were so thankful that there's something there to symbolize them with the club. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, absolutely, and, yeah. And it was just, it, it was incredible to think, you know, a little sticker, uh, not that it was quite means, possible, yeah, but quite, yeah, but means so much, yeah, yeah. And it's incredible, you know. Do you know another, another name just come into my head again, um, the, a, a player that I really respected. And, and when we had the young, when we had um, Frank Jr., Joe Cole. And Michael Carrick, I always rated Michael Carrick above the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and when we got relegated, he stayed with us that whole season. He did, the whole season, um, yeah. Uh, and again, he's another player that, even though you know, he went to Man United, did well, uh, he's another player that I totally respect, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and he could have got into my team, you know. But yeah. um, like you said, you could pick you 20, could easily, 20 teams, easily. couldn't you? Yeah. And couldn't you? Something, like, something like Carrick's really interesting because I think he's one of those players who, who you, did, you didn't appreciate when he was playing for you. But he, as soon as he leaves, you appreciate him. Every club he left for, so West Ham and then Spurs and Man United, the they couldn't replace him. They yeah. couldn't replace him as a player. And you know he's you know he was a fantastic player for us. And I, obviously I he, he it was almost like he was a shadow on the pitch because he what he did was the really subtle stuff. Yeah, you know intricate little passes, brilliant little interceptions. You know he wasn't it wasn't like all these big things, but he no. was an integral part of that midfield. Um, and I really rated him. And um, and I, you know, we had to sell Joe Cole. We got stupid money for Glenn Johnson. Um, yeah. to Chelsea as well. I got less of Joe Cole. I think when he went for six uh, million. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we know uh, about uh, Brady being uh, Garner. Uh, you know, for God's uh, sake, Glenn, six million. Glenn, Glenn Johnson went for something like fifteen million. And he only so, played about uh, ten yeah, yeah. Um, Carrot stayed with us. Um, that was an awful day. The playoff final with Palace, but we don't need to go there. But anyway. No. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're say with the positives, you know. Um, yeah. So I, and, I, I, I go on. So what's really interesting about you? So it's all that those sort of sleeper players, so to speak. Um, you know, and 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 what's when you interview the players compared to the fans, it's really interesting. There's certain players that players always pick, and the fans don't. Not that no, don't always always pick. So you know, for example, we're looking at sort of the you know that sort of eighty to eighty five, eighty six. A lot of people, a lot of the players, pick Pikey. Because Pikey did a lot of work, a lot of groundwork, a lot of unsung hero. Yeah, unsung hero, exactly. All the donkey work, the water carrier. Um, for in the sort of the mid nineties, it's Pete Butler. They all pick yeah. Pete Butler. Oh, very, Pete, very Pete similar. But... Exactly. It was a massive part of the promotion season, Pete Butler. Oh, he was. Massive part. Um, and, and, Mar and, then, and Mark Robson. Mark yeah, Robson and Mark well. Robson. Yeah. And in, in the 2000s, everyone picks Hayden Mullins because it's the same yeah. thing. It's that sort yeah. of uns and it's interesting when you see the differences. But um, yeah, you're right. It's just you, you could spend you could spend like do 20 11s. It'll be different. Oh, and, yeah, uh, but it's your 11. That's who you pick, man. And that's that's why right. it was great. I think, you know, just in front of mind. I, I, get I, 11 I, down. I, when you said about this, I knew my 11. I told you they're in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I knew 
I knew who they were going to be, uh, you know, yeah. and I only wrote them down to put the footnotes kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm it, pleased yeah. with that team. I think that um, if that team were in their prime, um, they they could potentially be anyone in, in the Premier League, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm a positive person, I'm going to say that. But, yeah. um <laughs> I just think, also, you know, but also that team, that team played on crap pitches. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, what's going to happen when they I play London Stadium? Stamford Bridge in the 70s yes. is called the Duck yes. Pond. You know, yeah, um, yeah. it was just mud. Mental. Just mud. And it, that like, wasn't have... the only ground. No, it's, I mean when when we when we talked we had talked about it's exactly the same thing and and Macca said you know go and watch our game against Chelsea where we turned them over four. Oh minutes. yeah, and Look I went back and I was like this is ridiculous. You can build sandcastles in that bitch. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know what I mean? That, that was a brilliant win. It looks that like it's getting late. Win. It looks like it's getting like <laughs> that was getting pre-done to put concrete over. It. I know. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, like, and yeah, crazy. if you looked at the way we played that day, the way that we yes. knocked the ball, Georgie Paris made. I always remember he made a brilliant run down the left wing. Yeah, you know, for one of the goals, you know, Georgie Paris, another underrated. But I don't think he's underrated. Yeah. I think we do appreciate him. Uh, but we also had some young players that didn't quite make it. That looked like they were going to be something special, like Bobby Barnes in the early eighties. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Didn't quite cut it. Um, even before that, there's a young lad called Dale Banton. Um, looked like he was going to make it, and it just didn't happen. Um, but that's football, isn't it? You know, it's football. It's football. Yeah. But uh, no, it's good, man. Um, that that that's it that's it Joe. Yeah. thank you so much Don't for your be, time man i've really enjoyed it really enjoyed yeah, it it's been great fun um and also go on you can remember well, what i was gonna say i was gonna say no so I've, you know, I've watched quite and i know some of the people that have been on the show and yeah. uh, you know and um and i know some of the their selections and some of them are picked players that i've picked and i thought well, i'm sticking with mine you know i'm not going to yeah. change because you've got you've picked them um, exactly. But shows are great. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Russ. I think you're doing a brilliant job with this, by the way. Um, and yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed being on it, on it tonight. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank you. And obviously, thank you to everyone who has been watching as well. You know, like, yeah. share, subscribe uh, if you're watching on YouTube or, or if you listen to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. <laughs> Podcasts. That's, 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 that's a new app for next year. That's, that's a new one. Yeah. That's a new one that's coming out. It's exclusive to my Hammers 11. Um, but take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Me and Joe, take care, everyone. Come on, you yeah. irons. Good and night. we'll see you again very, I, 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 very soon. I'll just say one thing. I don't do the arms. This is what Andy Halford made me. I'll show you that instead. Okay, go on. You do that. That's it. Lovely. Okay. Nice on Russ. <laughs> Take care, everyone. See you soon. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.